my bad. <laughs> rookies. Rookies. <laughs> uh, all right, let's try to go live this time. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by Brott's Beard Care, premium beard oil made right here in Central Florida by Kelly Brott himself. Go to brottsbeardcare.com, enter promo code three beards. That is a dog telling you, you need to go right now and get 20% off your order and free shipping on every order with him. Amazing products. We even have our own signature blend, 3B. By purchasing that, not only are you supporting a local craftsman here in Winter Garden, Florida, you are also supporting us and we appreciate you very much for that. So at this time, we have got a full panel here. We have got joining us Javier Perez. He has got his latest single that he's got coming out, and we're going to um, JP2, and we're going to talk about that as well. And Mark Eddy, our secret agent booking man, who helps get us all of our fantastic guests, he has joined us as well. And the focus of tonight is Mr. Boone Froggett. The lead singer, guitarist for the band Otis. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Wonderful. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. All right. Good. All right. Well, just start off. I mean, basically, I'll, I won't lie. I have been stalling Mark on this forever. He he has been he was telling me it's like so. What would you think about? How, I've got this guy from you know Otis. You know I, I think it'd be a great show. And I'm like, okay, Mark. None of us are musicians. We I, I go the closest thing to a guitar is we've held it. I mean I'm attempting I to learn one. bass guitar. I mean it's it just I go. What am, what am I going to ask him? Ooh, cool. You're plucking that string <laughs> thingy. Uh, awesome. Eh? It sounds good. I like the songs. But I'm like, what are we going to do? And then, so as we were talking and I started paying attention to stuff, I looked at, I looked at your stuff and I'm like, okay, I think this is actually going to work. And I bounced it off Chris and Austin. I'm like, what do you guys think? They're like, let's do it. Let's do and it. I think, I think I made Mark's day when I call, told him, it's like, all right, let's do this. I, I, I bet he, he semi-passed out at that point. Yeah, well, uh, Boone and I are colleagues, so 
they're kind of colleagues. And you know, I was like, I, I believe in him. He he does a great job. So it, yeah, it's gonna, it, it, it's gonna work, and we're gonna have a great uh, show. We call them reinforcements. <laughs> That's why Javier is here too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need a musician. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit. I'm, I've never heard the term Southern space rock. So where did that, where did that come, come about? Man, it's kind of like we never really set out to be a Southern rock band, but when they see, you know, long haired guys from Kentucky with, you know, marshals and, and all this sort of thing, they're like, Oh, you're a Southern rock band. And, and definitely when I, <laughs> when I, when I open my hillbilly mouth, you can, definitely, you know, tell that, that we're from the South. So, Oh, we're like, okay, if, if you're going to put us in this genre, that's, let's expand it. Let's make it more progressive. We don't, you know, it, it, we don't want to be one of those bands. It seems like a, of a cliche that was something in the seventies, you know, we want to take that, emulate that and uh, bring something new to the table. And, and then a, a big part of it is, is, is my love for, for sci-fi. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. So nice. Well, you did because you, like so even on your promo thing, you said, the truth is out there, and oh, yeah. I, I do believe it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Got my X-File shirt on as well. Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's, I, I could pan over there. There is an uh, X-Files poster right back there. <laughs> so, yes. All right. That's about enough space out nerd here. Yeah. So uh, when, when did you guys first just kind of come to the idea that you guys wanted to start start this band because i got um for anybody you along with An andrew gilpin john seeley and steve jewell jr yes, okay yep so you guys all formed the band you you are the front man so you were the david lee roth of this otis <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, this this all started about 10 years ago. I, I grew up in a very musical family. I grew up playing in kind of a family band. Uh, my grandfather, who I uh, lost earlier this year, he was a bluegrass fiddler. And my dad, he plays he plays just, just great West Coast uh, honky-tonk style guitar. So that's, that's what I grew up around was Merle Haggard, Buck Owens, Bill Monroe, uh, all, all that great music. And then, uh, you know, I got older and older and older and, my dad turned me on to like BB King and the Fabulous Thunderbirds and stuff like that. And then, then I lost it. Then I was like, ah, you know, I've had enough of this country stuff. I want to play some blues and rock and roll. So, um, nice. The uh, the bass player noticed John. We were actually he was kind of in the family band as well. So we kind of just branched off and uh, started our own thing. And uh, you know, another significant thing is the area that we're from. In this little town, uh, Glasgow, Kentucky. We've got uh, the Kentucky Headhunters are from Edmonton, which is just a town over, as well as Blackstone Cherry. So it was very tangible for us. You know, you could you could go to the grocery store parking lot and see their buses leaving out. So it's like, hey, you know, we, we really can do this from here. We don't have to go out to Nashville. We don't have to go out to, to L.A. We can we, we can grow this right here from home. And we kind of uh, took it from there. Nice. That Yeah, that that was you know, something that just, like I said, watching those things. I mean, you know, I know, I know some of the bands, you know, um, Javier, you know, Mark, you know, jump in anytime, you know, it's questions. And I said, you don't have to hold yeah. back. Um, there's just, but for, you know, for me, it just, like I said, I, I know some of these ones. I won't lie. I mean, as I've been doing these things, like getting ready for this thing too, I, I've gotten into listening to more of this genre than I had previous. I mean, cause me coming from the West coast, 
when you hear Southern rock, I mean, first thing that everybody says, Leonard Skinner. And you're like, oh, God. I'm just like, I'm like, I can't take anymore. I mean, yes, yes, Freebird. We all love Freebird. Yes, yes. That was fun. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, well, yeah. Little little side note, little story. So we're we're doing this event in Winter Garden, and me and Austin are walking together, and this guy is doing the one-man band thing. He's got the soundtrack playing, you know, all the instruments, and he starts playing his guitar, and here's Austin. Free bird. I'm like, you really <laughs> like dude you turns around. To. You you kind of have to like request free bird at one point. Yeah, the dude turns yeah. around and just double flicks me off. I was like, eh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Here's your free bird. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. okay. <laughs> that's uh, you know, that that's not our that's not our favorite thing to hear is a musician, someone holler at free bird, and it's kind of like, you know, well. You know, we've we've only got two guitar players in this band. You know, so <laughs> I, hear, uh, I hear Leonard Skinner does a good free bird. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really you know from some of the other interviews and like one of the pictures I shared in promoting this, that was something that Mark had mentioned to me, and I found it about Billy Gibbons throwing some support your way. I mean, talk about a major player in the music scene to just say these guys have it going on the, you need to check these guys out i mean he's even holding that tribute album yeah man that was a very very humbling experience and uh, man it's just it, it's so so special when you when you look back on it. it's like you know one of the guys i had you know the fandango album cover up on my bedroom wall and now you know hanging with this guy and he's re respecting what I've done musically. And then, you know, when, when you meet these people, especially a lot of the older rock guys, what, what, what you find out is there is just as much interested in you as you are in them because they, they see you coming up and, and trying to trying to create something that's, that's honest. That's kind of not the same thing. And they obviously are very in tune with that. They pick up on that, but uh, meeting Billy the first time was a, was a chance meeting. Um, my friend from the headhunter, Greg Martin, uh, we have went down to Nashville for the for a visitation of uh, Brian Farmer, who was the guitar tech for Government Mule. He had passed away, and uh, Greg wanted to go pay his respects. So we we go down there, and uh, we're on the way back from Nashville. Uh, Greg gets a call, and it's from Billy Gibbons of all people. And he's like, "Hey, man, uh, are you in Nashville by any chance? I, I I just got here. I'd love to see you if you're around." And Greg's like, "Well, yeah, man." about 20 miles uh, from Nashville. So we, we turn around and we go, uh, we go meet Billy, uh, have dinner, end up, end up hanging out uh, on, on the bus with him for about, you know, three, four hours, something like that. And it, it was a really wonderful experience. It, you know, he was just, we were picking his brain over, over old blues and how he set his amp. And then he was picking our brain over stuff. And then, you know, as, as we're leaving, Greg was like, Hey man, there's this project I've been working on. I've been producing this band from Kentucky called Otis. And I think he would really dig this because these guys are really into to, to the old blues. And this is actually a tribute record to John Brim. And he's like, he's like, oh, cool. And then, then when he saw the album artwork, he's like, he was like, oh, yeah, I really think I'm going to I'm going to like this. And I was kind of like, yeah, right. I'm sure this is what you tell all the young aspiring <laughs> to the world. Oh, yeah. But but the cool thing about Billy, just just sitting there with him, you know, if you're Billy Gibbons, you are Billy Gibbons all the time. You can't you can't run from yeah. that beat and that look, you know. And he was just all the time at the ready uh, with the sharpie. People coming by the table, and he would sign stuff for them. And even at 
we were hanging uh, at the hotel where he was staying. This guy come in the lobby and was like, Billy, will you take a picture? But I, I want you to be choking me in the picture. He's like, <laughs> he's like, all right, dude, it's your picture. So it was just like the the crazy, that's just the craziest fanfare that's that's around ZZ Top is really interesting. But, but I, I kind of thought that that would kind of be the end of it. I was like, this is a chance meeting. You know, this is he he's just trying to give me some encouragement. Yeah. Well, a couple of days later, uh, Greg gets a call from uh, call from Billy, wanting to talk more about you know how the album was made, and even had his. Uh, engineer at the time, uh, Joe Hardy, who passed away, uh, called call our engineer and he was talking to Greg about how we mixed the album, how we recorded it. So he he really did have a genuine love and interest for that first album and what we were doing. And he started slowly started mentioning us in podcast. And uh, even when his solo band, the BFGs, went out, uh, they walked on to one of our songs from that album, which was that's ooh, amazing. got the video of that. That's, that's really incredible. You know, the, we were there walk on music, so that was it. It was cool. It's I've, I've got to see Billy a couple times since, and we actually talked on the phone a couple times earlier this year about about some stuff that was going on with the band. So uh, absolute absolute honored to meet Billy and and uh, you know have a have a friendship with him. Yeah. Wait, that's awesome. <laughs> like, th there's nothing better than meeting your heroes and realizing that they're actually cool. <laughs> like the, exactly. Like, the worst part would be meeting somebody that you idolize, and then it's like, wow, this guy's terrible. <laughs> like, that, thankfully, that has never happened to me. I, I dread the day that it happens. I don't have that many heroes left. But yeah, man, that that's that sounds amazing. Like, have you been able to sit down and, and play with him at all? Or. No, not not really, not really play with him. But you know, he he's always wanting to talk about about uh, about music, about old blues. Sometimes he'll uh, he'll uh, send me a, a, a just like a blank CD of old blues stuff through my friend Greg Martin, and we actually uh, Jeff Beck told yeah told uh, my bud buddy Greg. He's like, uh, man, Billy Gibbons actually. <laughs> Burn me a copy of these guys' record and gave it to me. So Billy's just out there, just burning copies of our record and handing it to whoever's <laughs> record. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. got to be a that has got to be a trip. That just the fact that just showing up in your mail is just some random thing from ZZ Top. You know, just hey, you know, here's Billy Gibbons. Yeah, you just what's this? Uh, another another thing you found for me is pretty cool. You know, you're like, man, you're so nonchalant about the fact that ZZ Top is just sending you stuff. I mean, I'd be like, dude. What's that on your wall? That's my prized possession. This is a personal correspondence <laughs> from Billy it. Gibbons. Don't look at it. <laughs> I, I, I definitely keep all that stuff. It's uh, it's it's locked oh. away in the, in the Otis vault. Yeah, nice. awesome. Boone, so, you know, uh, Greg is a big church goer, and you know, Billy is also a uh, reverend. Uh, you, what? role does uh spirituality play in uh, otis's music or you know the, the blues in general you know it, it plays a, a big big role even when you go back to the blues you start talking about people like sunhouse and Hallam wolf with they were when this whole thing began, they were conflicted even over playing this music because it, it made them an outcast, basically. This was, this was going against their, 
their religion that they grew up with at the time. But this, this blues rock stuff in itself, it kind of it kind of is a religion. And you there is a spiritual soul aspect that's carried through it because it, this the blues music really comes from a lot of a lot of gospel music. I mean, especially like the early Ray Charles stuff, man, he was he was just playing. He was just playing the gospel music he grew up on and then singing, you know, lyrics that weren't gospel. But it, but it had that feeling and, and people that's where soul music started. You know, it uh, it, it resonated with that. So uh, but but yeah, I think, uh, you know, one thing we found in this business is it really matters how you treat people even even more than your talent level. If you're not if you're not a good person, if you don't do what you say you're going to do and try to treat people with respect. It don't matter how talented you are, but if you, but if you have, you know, some good morals about you and a good head on your shoulders, it does, it does count for a lot, whether it's coming from a, you know, a spiritual place or maybe that's just the way you were raised, but it's, we, we don't, you know, shove it down nobody's throat, but definitely, you know, we, have we try to be. Have, have you mainly stayed local or you've done a tour? Y'all done like a, a traveling tour, or you just mainly stay local? Oh man, we've been uh, all over the U.S. We've been uh, to Europe twice, and uh, hoping hoping to go back again. We'll we'll see what happens with uh, with all our stuff that's going on currently. Yeah, gotta get over there and unseat Hasselhoff in Germany. You know, becoming a <laughs> big thing. <laughs> well, it's that's, probably an that's easy a task. I mean, he's yeah. in the eighties. <laughs> If it's it wasn't going to happen, it would have happened already. <laughs> it's a uh, easy, probably stupid question, but all of your merch says Planet Otis. Welcome to Planet Otis. What is Planet Otis? It's just a, kind of a concept that we came up with to kind of bring people into our own atmosphere. It's just a okay. kind of a way of being like-minded with us because our music is unique. Who we are as people is unique. You know, the, the, you know, the graphics on the stuff, the art, it's its all unique. So it's just kind of cool, kind of bringing people into our atmosphere. That's awesome. Was, you know, so without detracting from it, I mean, kind of went the way you brought it up to me. In a way, it's, it's, like I said, it's not the same, but it is kind of in the way how Boston had that very unique art cover style. You know, everything was the UFOs with the guitars. And like I said, when I was looking at your stuff, you can definitely tell there is, there is this one singular, you know, style thing that you're looking for, and you have variations based off this thing. It's like, so when you see your stuff, you're going to be able to associate that with Otis, right. as where just like you see a cover, I mean, you're like, oh, that's a Boston album. I mean, you just you can tell the UFO <laughs> guitars. You see this, and that's why I, it was cool that Austin brought that up because it was one of those things. There's, there's a over just the styling, the colors. You can kind of just tell, you know, this belongs together. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I like seeing that because I mean, you're when you're a musician, you're you, you, the whole thing is a product. Like your music is a product, your image is a product, everything is a product. What you say is a product, what you don't say is a product too. So like, like knowing that you have like that style that carries across, that's 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 pretty cool. And yeah, there, there's plenty of bands that they just have that that you can tell from a mile away. Like back, you know, back when people went to music stores, you could tell from a mile away. You could go, it's like that's so and so's album. Before you even got to where the the albums were, you could just tell that it's like that's this one, that's that yeah. one because you could, you expected it, you you know you you kind of felt it that, you know they had a direction that they were going. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. the um, I just want 
to piggyback on you a little bit, the younger kids would never know about actually seeing an album cover in person. I mean, they still yeah. sell CDs occasionally, but soon as as it comes out, you're on Apple Music. You're getting it. So it's like, uh, don't yeah. go to the store no more to get music covers. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's phasing out, I guess. I'm I'm old school. Can we all say thank you that the you know this generation is in falling back in love with LPs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I love the fact that you know the that the records are actually coming back. You know to where some album you know bands are putting them out because I I absolutely love those album covers. Actual I'm, music too. You know, I mean, I never really got into rap, but it's like they made this generation made a a, a genre called mumble rap. What is that? that You're not even speaking. You know, like I, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that it's like it, you you like what you like. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. likes something a little bit different. Like my musical taste has changed so much from the time I pick up a guitar the first time when I was, I don't know, five, up until now that I'm 43. It's like I. It's been all over the place. I've listened to everything. I've played everything. And uh, yeah, it, it, the main thing with, with like the, the main thing that this generation is taking uh, advantage of, and I, I say that a lot. I, ha I have a show uh, on my YouTube channel called You Ought to Know, where uh, I basically talk about like uh, underground musicians and stuff. And sure. everybody seems to have taken control of their like their musical career nobody's trying to wait for somebody to like pick them up and say oh you guys are the next big big thing we're gonna do big things with you it's like no no no. everybody's going out there and they're getting their own distribution and they're getting their own uh marketing and they're getting their own websites and social media and all that stuff is like because you can you know you you look back 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't do any of that stuff. You always had to get somebody to do all of that for you. You had to get the guy, you know, the sleazy guy to come to you with the card at the end of the show and say, hey, you guys are going to be the next big thing. You know, I talked to plenty of those guys and it's so much simpler now. It's more it's it's more fulfilling now when, when you look at it that way, knowing that like you don't have to, you, you don't necessarily have to go and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in a recording studio to get a good recording. You could just spend the same amount of money in getting the equipment at home and play video games on the same thing on your spare time. And it, it, it's just, it's a good era to be involved in music. I think that's part of the reason why I started doing music again, because I saw how, how, how much easier it is now than it was before. And it's like, yeah, I, I gotta be a part of this again. That's so cool. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting. I think it's just one thing that that comes with the times. I mean, if you just look at the concept of an album as a whole, I mean, 20 years ago, uh, you know, a, a record could really have generated you some some money coming in, some some interest. And now it's it, it's, it's it's not as much. It, it's all about it's all about downloads and stuff now. So especially in the rock and roll world, we're essentially in a tickets and T-shirt business. Not really yeah. as much as it is in a uh, you know, album business. And then, you know, you got, you got uh, rock radio, what's left of it. They're, you know, they're playing, they're playing the, the same bands that all sound the same or on the, on the other side of it, a classic rock station, they're playing the same thing they were playing 20 years ago. And it's just, it's really hard to, 
to break through and, and be recognized uh, by radio, especially especially here in America. So that I think that's why you see the the independent things really growing. There's the record labels are somewhat going away. Uh, some of some of the bigger ones. So you just got it's just a it's just a trend that's going on, man. It's a it's a movement. Kind of got to got to see what happens next. Of course, the uh, yeah. Music business has kind of been turned upside down as as of late since. So it's going to be interested to uh, to see what what changes come about. Listen, we gotta we gotta plug this here for you too. It's just because you're you know you're one of the backbones that keeps this keeps this bad boy rolling. Radio station there, you know, helping out with your show. And that's what I said. I Mark Mark tuned me out. He handed that to you, and I actually I really was enjoying some of the music that you guys are playing on that show because that was you yeah, find load, one of those those lost load, ones well low down, down ho down craig so kept it as a secret mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. that's a yeah it, awesome. it, yeah and uh boone you've had yeah you've been bringing on some amazing guests for Greg to talk to and you know the history that the the guests bring up is uh just fascinating uh you know with Elliot Easton he was yeah. like one one of the few people that saw the Jimi Hendrix tour uh with the monkeys yeah, you know, working working with Greg on his radio show is really something that started the pandemic set in. I, I've been a fan. I, I, we lived in a rural area growing up, and I would drive my dad's work truck to the end of the drive every Monday night and listen listen to Greg's show. I mean, that that's the first place I heard Muddy Waters, Hallam Wolf, the Rolling Stones, the Allman Brothers Band, all the stuff that that. that uh, I'm so ingrained in now. Really came from that radio show, so it's it's been it's been really nice to give back and and help Greg out with some of the social media. And I mean, the guests are easy because people people want to talk to Greg. You know, people still remember, you know, the Headhunters, Dumas Walker, Walk Softly, all that all that stuff. And, and Greg is so known so well as a guitar player. I mean, even you know, far as Gibson did a collector's choice on his uh, 58 Les Paul, so. I mean, it, it's no trouble getting uh, getting people to talk to Greg, and he's he's such a such a knowledgeable guy and such a pleasure to talk to. And hearing hearing him go through the history of, of some of this stuff for these folks is, man, it's it's really it's really inspiring. Now, if you if you want, like I said, you got your guitar right there. I mean, if you want to give people you know kind of an idea of what you know what your sound is, like I said, give you the floor and let you take it away and show, show people, you know, your signature sound, my friend. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit a lift or two. Got to, got to show off this beautiful guitar from Zemitis here. God, I just, I love, I love the work on the front of that guitar. It's got that a gorgeous is just, design on it. It's a, absolutely beautiful. Love it. Love, love the folks at Zemitis. Now is that etchy? Is that etchy? <laughs> Thank you. 
Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank nice. You. I've only That's attempted to play slide once and it didn't go well. <laughs> so that was amazing. Just got to keep at it, man. It's, it's there. It's just one of those things that like um, it, this is like the first album that I did with my band back in Florida. It was back in 2001. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling I kept telling the guy at the studio, I was like, no, no, no we, I, I want to do the, the solo with a, with a slide. And I played it, and he stopped me. He's like, you've never done this before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which felt kind of demoralizing, but at the same time, I had to laugh it off. It's like, no, no, I haven't. It's like, okay, uh, come out here. <laughs> and he actually walked me through, like, no, 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 you're pushing too hard. You're doing this. You're doing that. He walked me through it, and, you know, it it came out decent enough that that he was that he said, yeah, we'll put that in. Because he said, I'm not going to put that in the in the album if it sounds like, you know, if it sounds like crap because it's, you know, I did the album. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. Uh, 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 Boone, since you were just uh, giving us a sample of uh, your uh, slide abilities, um, you also went with Greg to the record his recording sessions with Arlen Roth for the slide guitar summit CD. Uh, you know, you know, with, uh, people there like Johnny winner, Sonny Landreth, uh, yeah. Jack Pearson from the almond brothers, you know, Johnny played at Woodstock, good friends with, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Sure. Uh, Rick Vito from Bob Seger's band. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, you're in the studio working with you know some really big name people. Big you know, Sonny opens up uh, Clapton's Crossroads Guitar Festival. Uh, yeah, what you know? Did you learn from you know just being in close quarters with? Yeah, th this amazing uh, lineup of slide guitar players. Man, it was it was really incredible. I, I I'll tell you what happened. I, I really didn't get to go to the sessions or anything. I went to the to the show that they had in Nashville with Greg. So I was I, I was there all day. But it, it was really it was really cool and interesting to be around. You got you know Arlen Roth, who is who is Mister Guitar. We're talking about somebody who completely changed the way that that people learn guitar through you know the the Hot Licks series, and then all the people he's worked with on his own, and just just being around him was, was really cool. But you know, folks like Jack Pearson and Leroy Parnell and Rick Vito, and of course Greg, and it was man, it was a very humbling experience. Even uh, Tom Hambridge was there. Who was uh, he's produced like the last four or five Buddy Guy records. So it was it was really cool to to be around him. Even uh, even uh, you know Bonnie Bramlett walks in and it's just like man, she you know absolutely wow. legendary and uh, just it, it's great. I, I really really enjoy being around these people because there's so much that can be learned. I mean, obviously there's there's still uh, great music being made today, and there's 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 things that can be learned from people my age. But there's nothing quite like 
you know, being around the folks that's been there and survived it for 30 or 40 years, it, it gives you so much inspiration and strength. Cause I mean, part of the, the, one of the biggest parts of this business is just refusing to go away yeah. and hold in your ground. So if you can learn to do that from somebody who's been doing it, then, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's really great. And, uh, you know, just even the audience, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're in Nashville at Slide Guitar Summit, you know, the, the, the audience is basically 90% musicians. So there were yes. cool folks out in the audience. Well, Nashville, Nashville is a, is a tone country when it comes to that. It's crazy. We, uh, oh, my, my band did a show in Nashville and after the show, we went out and out in the town, you know? And uh, we went, we stopped by Tootsie's and uh, we walk in and uh, just check out everything and whatnot. Pretty cool place. The next day that, cause we stayed over the next day we decided to go back to Tootsie's and now the, the, the door guy, he's actually the singer. Like, Whoa. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. The door guy was actually the singer in the band. And uh, he recognizes, and um, he gets off stage after they're said. It's like, hey, you guys, how you doing? Because like, as soon as we walked in the first day, he's like, you guys are a band? He's like, how do you know? He's like, well, you look like a band. It's like, That's awesome. Band. And uh, he asked us to get on stage and play. He's like, well, we don't play country. It's like, they're not going to care. <laughs> they care. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> it's very humbling. <laughs> but uh yeah, dude, like um, like there was there was a guy like sleeping on the side of the road with like a case and he like gets up, opens it up, it's a saxophone, starts busting out like Miles Davis stuff, like uh, like the uh, John Coltrane stuff. And like people walk by, give him a couple dollars. My jaw just hits the ground, and and then he's done, and then he just goes back to sleep again. It's like, wow, <laughs> it, it, it's awesome. yeah. Everybody, it's it's like you said, like yeah, ninety percent musicians in the crowd. It's that's, it's that's crazy. Awesome. Well, you know, kind of what I'm picturing, like in that is, I don't know if you guys remember, it was the it was the checkerboard lounge in '81, where Muddy Waters was playing and the Rolling Stones. Basically, they, they did the recording, they show up, and then they just start jamming. You know, Mick Jagger just starts singing along with them as they're playing. That's kind of what I'm picturing. It's like you said, here's the doorman one time. He's coming in here. He's yeah. like, yeah, come out and play. Yeah, that's that's kind of, that was, it was like you said, it was, that was the first thing that popped up my head. So I want, it was kind of like that where you're like, you know, you can see you come walking in. And, you know, it's like, you know, here's this band that you just, you know, the, they were playing before, and now they're working the door. Yeah, and now the guy I, I'm, the pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, somebody was a bartender somewhere else or something. It's like everybody everybody in Nashville has five gigs, and they're all in the music and bar industry. So it's got to be horrendous right now with, you know, what we're going through with COVID, how some of these people are, are surviving. I, I have no clue how it's even happening. Have you guys tried anything like the Zoom? Because I know um, Hart just did um, did a rendi rendition of, uh, and they they had the di they had the different um, musicians in different locations, and they just kind of they played it all at the same time. So have have you guys, you know, Javier, you know, Boone, have either of you guys dabbled in that, like trying to get everybody together and just do like a Zoom session and put that out live, like as just like a single, you know, thing for people to watch. Well, 
you you want to go first? <laughs> well, we we've talked we've talked about it, and I mean to really do it on the scale that it needs to be done on it. Re it requires a certain amount of internet, certain amount certain amount of production. There's mm -hmm. there's a really a lot more that that goes into it than than what you would think. But we we have thought about the live stream thing quite a bit, and actually. The other guitar player in the band, uh, Steve and myself, we do a thing every Tuesday and Thursday just called Second Lunch, where we, we get in our uh, the Otis Blue Crew fan group on, on Facebook, and we'll just sit there. We'll play a couple of songs with them. We'll talk about what we going on, what we got going on, like far as merch wise, and we have a new uh, coffee brand that's out. So we're we're talking about promoting coffee, which is really yeah. help, help keep us alive during this whole thing. So. That's that's really cool that we've been able to do that. But, you know, we we wanted more or less. We just wanted to do it as a way to to keep connected with our fans, not as much as like a like a, a money grab or high production thing, but just to just to stay in touch with the people that, that keep us going. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like in, in my case, see, it kind of makes me sound lazy because I am a one man yeah. band. <laughs> so all the guys are here <laughs> right now. Uh, but it, it just, um, I it, like you said, there it, it's there's a little bit more than than just like you know t turning on your camera and and going live. Like there's a certain amount of bandwidth that you have to have to have a consistent stream and stuff like that. It's 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 not as easy as as people say it is. But it, it it's just uh, my music up until up until recently. Like I, it just doesn't. As as it is, it doesn't lend itself to be played exactly like that live by one person. I would have to change the arrangement completely to turn it into something acoustic to be able to do it. I may do it. I just I never thought about it. Like like I said, it's like it's 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 not laziness. It's just the the like like I said, it's like it's it's a lot of work. And and I am I am my own everything. I am my own singer songwriter like yep. you know musician promoter marketer etc etc <laughs> i mean I'll, so i'm gonna have a meeting with myself after <laughs> and I'll, I'll see what i say about it but yeah sure. <laughs> that's awesome yeah, it, yeah but, uh boone uh aside from what you have on your merch uh page you're also developing a signature uh, guitar pedal. Can, can you explain what's in the works with uh, the pedal? I can. We have a friend here in Kentucky that owns a company called uh, Analog Pedals. His name's uh, Jeff Bowen. Super cool guy. Great guitar player in his own right. And uh, last year I was on the road and uh, I was needing an overdrive pedal and I was just tired of seeing the same old pedal on everybody's pedal boards all the time. But, you know, you, you got to have them, you know, to, to yeah. play to play at the volume you need to play in, in some of the clubs we were playing. I was like, man, it'd be nice to have a have an overdrive. So we start talking and then this whole pandemic thing hits. And, you know, I, I get him talking to some of my other friends, like my Steve, uh, the other guitar player in the band and Chris Robertson from Black Stump Cherry and Greg from the Headhunters. And he's like, what if I just made signature pedals on you guys? We we're like, yeah, let's let's do that, man. That's it's such a such a cool idea, and and obviously very nice of him to do that because that's something you oh, always, yeah. always dream of as a guitar yeah. player, is to, you know, to have your your own signature thing. So 
I have a, a pedal coming out in uh, early 2021 called uh, Boone's Mojo Box, which basically. Awesome. I like the name already. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It combines like a like a, a late '40s, early '50s tremolo sound with a chorus, so you get you get like a nice uh, warble nice effect. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's actually a, a lot of really cool uses for it, and I hear that sound on a on a ton of records that I, that I really love, You're like oh oh Bo Diddley and Slim Harpo stuff. So you can chorus. do like a Mellotron type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Exactly, exactly. See, this is why we brought Javier on, because right there, exactly. I would not have had that. <laughs> because you don't know what a Mellotron is. Yeah, see, that, that was, Mellotron. like I said, I, I would have been like, um, I am thinking he's talking Transformers right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a Decepticon, <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I messaged Javier because we're good friends, football and stuff like that. Um, I had my dad's guitar for a long time and uh, asking him, you know, not not to be discouraged, what do you say to new, new uh, musicians? to keep on going. If you're down, just don't stop. Keep on going with your work. You know, it's, it's one of those things that like, I, I am guilty of the things that I, that I preach people not to do yeah. because I, myself, like at one point we had a mini tour back in, uh, I want to say 2008, 2009. I'm pretty sure my drummer is going to, call me or message me after this uh, you got the year wrong it was this time he's like rain man he remembers everything and uh it, it was so bad that when i came back home i told my wife is like, i don't want to do this anymore and i i literally little by little like shied away from everything started selling equipment started like you know sold my amp sold a couple of uh like sold my pedal board and all that kept the guitars didn't even play them and it wasn't until like 2017 when one of my buddies like kind of like forced me to get on stage to play guitar solo that it was like oh i gotta do this so it's just one of those it, it, it's yes it's one of those things that like it's not easy because it, it really isn't easy like like, like but it's also it, it's also fun like yeah. if it's you, you got to do it because it's fun. You got to play guitar because it's fun. Whatever the even the smallest of challenges. If you're just learning, you know, smoke on the water, like that little like that little simple riff. The second that you learn it, it's just so good. There was this one uh, YouTube channel that I came across, uh, and I I wish I would have remembered the name so I could tell you guys. I could, I could send you the link later. And it's this uh, young lady that she basically recorded herself every single day for two years so as she learned music as she learned guitar and you can tell like you know the the struggle and she put it together in like a 30 something minute like video and you could tell how she goes from like struggling the good and the first time she figures out like the one lick from like an iron maiden uh solo or something her face like glows like <laughs> and i remember cool. watching it That's it's cool. like man i don't remember what that felt like oh and and it, it's it's uh it's that type of stuff that i keep telling everybody like when it comes to somebody it's like don't get discouraged because it's not easy and it just it's it's kind of like you know if you want to compare it to sports it's just it's the same thing it's like you never stop improving you never stop getting better it's like golf it's like you're competing with yourself so with music it's the same thing it's like the only person that you're competing with when it comes to music is yourself you're the only guy that's that is 
pushing you and you're the only guy that's holding you back. So that, that would yeah. be my, my advice to up and coming yeah. people. How about you, Boom? What would you Man, if it's if it's in your heart, you gotta follow it. And if you're if it's something you're meant to do, you can't you can't really ignore it for too long. I mean, even for me, it's good it's good to take to take uh, breaks, which we've learned, you know, here in the past couple months. That it's 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 really it's it's helped other areas. But like I said, if it's if it's something that, that's in you and you got to get it out, then it's 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 gonna it's gonna materialize. At some point, and kind of like I said earlier, that a huge part of this business is just sticking to it, refusing to go away, and uh, you know, give, giving it, giving it all you got. You know, there's been there's been nights where we've played festivals with Cheap Trick and Foreigner, and then there's been nights where we basically had a live rehearsal at a club yep. for the bartender, and we just looked at each other, and you know, you you play for the other guys in the band, yeah. So. It, it's 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 a it's a long hard road, but it's it's worth it. Wow, I mean, just from the outside, you know, watching too, it's just like, you know, for you guys, it's you know, most people, you know, there's I'm sure there's other people that do it, but for me, I just you got it's it's almost like a mastery, you know, in an artist at work because watching guys because you can see in your hand, you know, you, the instrument in your hands to me is complicated, you know, all the different you know, all the different hand positions you have to remember. You guys have it down where it's just effortlessly. And when I look at the pedal boards, this is like hopping into a 747 cockpit for the first <laughs> time. You look at this, it's like, how do you guys remember not only your hand positions, remembering the chords, remembering everything you do for the song, but then also the 75 plus damn posts down there by your feet that you got to keep going click, 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 yeah. click, click with your feet. Like, this is impressive. And then you take Boone and Javier, your thing. Then you add in the lead vocals and stuff to this too, and it, it, to, to me, it's just it's like, it's you know. yeah. I mean, kudos <laughs> to Boone for doing that. It's like I, I can now sing and play because I'm, you know, I, I've been able to do it because I'm recording my stuff. It's gonna be very different trying to do it, you know, live. But I never like like I never could. I, I was always able to do uh, backup vocals and stuff like that, but. Uh, it, it just wasn't me. Every, every time I see somebody I can sing and play an entire show, it's like, man, drop. <laughs> it's like, I wish I, I just, I can't. It's like, I don't have it. I don't have it with me. I'm a guitarist and I can sing, but I'm not both. <laughs> it, it's something I have, have to constantly work at. Cause like sitting at home, I, I could play things that I can never play on stage, but I play yes. things on stage that I can never play at home. It's, it's because you know I have a, emotional reaction to what I'm saying. So I play different. And then I'm also having an emotional reaction to what the other guys play in the band. So if, if Andrew hits a, hits a symbol in an unexpected place that that could cause me to play something different. So it's a, it's a, it, it, it's, it's interesting, man. That's, that's about all I can say about it. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you can bring up pictures and just like you said, you just, you, cause you, anytime you've been in a concert, you always see that moment where, it's you know like for me you can see when the artist is not they're not doing like what somebody would hear like i'm looking at, okay put my finger here put my finger strum here you know that they this is something that is second nature for both of you you guys know exactly where your hand's supposed to go you know exactly what you're supposed to do because your eyes are closed you yeah. are feeling <laughs> the music you are in the moment like i said me at, at that point i mean that's just a moment of i know what the hell i'm doing there is, i have no i have no go i know exactly where i'm going me, I'd be like, 
I'm going to do it all wrong. <laughs> but you're going to do it confidently. <laughs> yeah. Just rock it out. I meant to do that. that yeah. That's what practice is for. You know, you, you practice enough so that you don't think about it when you do it live. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's that, that's part of it too. Like you practice it enough so that it's you know you learn it so that you don't have to remember it. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. not gonna lie. You know, we're gonna pre pre um, preview your snippet for your new song, um, Javier, in, in a few seconds. But when I was listening to it, I'm like, that's not Javier. Who's singing the song? I'm like, <laughs> that is Javier. Holy crap! You know, it was crazy because I for, your old your old song, not old song. I don't hope, sound like, I don't sound like me when I sing. A lot of people. <laughs> I didn't recognize you. Like, you don't sound like you when you sing. It's like I know. <laughs> well, let, let's. Awesome. Why don't we roll that right now? Just um, there, and then sure. when we're done with that, um, Boone, if you want to get ready, like I said, we'll have you um, riff something else out for you if you're up for that. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, let's do, let's do that. Let's plan that because I think right. I said I'm 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 having a blast. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I know See, I, I didn't have it up. Right you now. were right, I'm Mark. So... You were right, Mark. I was wrong. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, the basis? I know you gave us a, on a messenger. What's the basis behind the song, real quick? You know. Okay, so the song is actually it's, so it's a duet. Actually, the mm -hmm. song features uh, myself and uh, April Rose from the band uh, Auditory Armory. She's the other uh, singer, and the the main theme of the song is this: it's a uh, it's a story about accidental lovers that you know have to figure out if what just happened is real yeah. or if it's just a one time thing. Cool. That's all y'all get. Let me tell you, let me tell you, that feeling never gets old. It was good, man. When you I sent me the whole a, song, I'm like, I, I kept replaying it and replaying it. One means I was trying to work on it, but two, I'm like, this song's great. I love it. When, uh, when the my my first uh, solo single, uh, "Walk Alone," when it when it came out, um, the first time that it played, it played in a in a radio station in Mexico, uh, internet radio station called uh, um, Redosis. And my wife like videoed me as as I'm listening to it like on my phone because I didn't have anything else to listen to, and the, the you know the permagrin just just happens. And even right now, I mean, I know Mark can see me. And I was like, yeah. And yep. I'm listening. I'm listening to this. I've only listened to this song 50 million times, but yeah. it just you know it's it's your baby. You know, it's yeah, something exactly. you create. That's that's cool. That's no good. Good job. Yeah, like I said Thank I look you. forward Thank to it. You. Yeah, the link that um he said I have to get the actual link because it was one of those. It was a photo, and so it's, it's like those trolling things. Every time you click on it, nothing happens. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, take it away there, boom. Let's see what you got. All right. <laughs> Hey now baby, can you feel the change coming? Oh Lord, can you feel my heart drumming? Oh Lord, 
I mean, it's, it's one of those, I'm not going to lie. I mean, just having you both like doing this stuff, it's, you know, you feel the, the tingle, you know, back to you. It's like, this is, awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. It's like you're in, you're in the studio listening to something as it's being created. It's, it's, that was fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. Dude, Dude, yeah, beautiful yeah. voice. Oh my God. So it, much, so much power behind it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, Boone, are you, uh, uh, picking or using, a uh, actual pick? Uh, both. I do this. I do this thing where I hold the pick back, like, like my the hybrid, and then I'll bring it back, back and forth. And yeah. uh, sp speaking of Greg, I'm playing one of his V picks tonight. Ready, Greg? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Looking to pick back and forth. I can barely hold the pick in my hand, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Did you get the ones that I told you about? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah. I the, just. Yeah. I was so funny. Like I, he sends me a message. It's like. <laughs> You know, what picks should I use? Is like, well, what guitar are you playing? And I, I swear to God, I thought he was going to say a black one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, but he came back with like acoustic. Guitar. It's like, oh, okay. It's it's made of wood. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty I sure it's made it. of wood. Cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom, my mom was, my dad was supposed to have it. So when he passed away, my mom's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, that's right. You weren't supposed to know about that. <laughs> I don't know why, but so I have it now. You start playing it. Uh, Bo Boone, what type of uh, slide do you like to use? Uh, uh, glass or uh, the one I just played was brass. I got some glass ones. I got some stone ones. There's a company I've been with for about the past five or six years. They're called Rocky Mountain Slide Company. He's based out of Colorado, and um, I got turned on to his slides again through Greg Martin. Greg has a signature slide through uh, Rocky Mountain Slide, so. They've uh, they've been endorsing us about the last five or six years, and I, I won't play anything else. I, I love I love this stuff. What's your favorite guitar? That, that oh, you own? <laughs> huh? that's a, that's that's a tough question. Um, Zemitis just sent me a hollow body guitar. It's completely hollow. It's not a semi hollow, and it's a single cutaway. And I'm I'm in love with it. I, I sit I sit and play it at the, at the house all the time. Haven't really got to take it out on the road yet, but uh, is it a, uh, acoustic, semi-acoustic? Uh, no, it, it's electric. It's oh, it's electric. electric. Okay. Yeah, but it's uh, nice. They're a really great company. And then, of course, I I got some vintage guitars. I love. I got a I got a '68 ES three forty five that I bought down in uh, Muscle Shoals. I absolutely love. Nice. No, that's that was that was awesome, man. I it was nice. Yeah. I I definitely you know I'm. A, I'm, I'm a believer now. I think we could probably do a couple more of these. I think Mark, <laughs> I think Mark has, yeah. All right. We yeah. The right yeah. De you definitely yeah. have, you know, like I said, you know, having you back on, you know, for another one too, you know, especially as things roll out, because this has been for me, I mean, we're, we still got time here, but I just, I just wanted to just say just uh, how much, how many times have we talked sports, man? Yeah. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. How many times have I been on the show and we talk sports? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. feels, this feels like, 
the first time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I that's what I really like is I was telling the guys before the show is I don't I don't care. I mean we've this is episode, you know yeah, something like that. And every wow. before every show I have guys. well thank you. I, I, I have butterflies everyone. Like I'm just almost sick to myself. <laughs> that's how it should be. That's how it should be, man. It coming because the first thing in my head is like even though I've done the intro so many times, what was it last um, couple episodes ago? I said um, <laughs> the company was from Central Oregon, where I'm from. You know, it just it's like you know the screw well, you up see is me coming. Too. I, I pushed the wrong button. I just started fixing yeah. that with episode. And I was like, oh wait, that was the wrong it's, one. And so for me, I always have that. And kind of where I'm going with this is, you know, for you guys, that I want to get there. It's like if this still happens for you guys when you get on stage, is because for me, I am so worried about. Because to me right now, what's in the back of my head is I've got the pressure. Like, I don't want to let the guys down. This one is huge for Mark. Mark was really looking forward to this one. I don't want to let him down. Yeah. You know, Boone was excited about coming on here, which to me, this was, this, this was my Billy Gibbons moment. You know, Boone Fry, you know, from Otis <laughs> and said, oh, my God, I can't, you know, I can't wait to be on the show. And I'm just like, God, this feels awesome. I, mean, I can't screw this up. You know, so the whole time I'm just like. Just calm down. Just calm down. <laughs> so, so again, you know, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on. I mean, you could have, there's a, there's a lot of people in the world and you chose to, to let me have some time to come on here and, and, and talk to y'all. And it's, uh, it, it, it's been great. It's a really cool show. I can tell that you guys really care about what you do. Been, been watching nice. some of the uh, previous episodes, uh, weeks leading up to this. And uh, it, it, it's cool, man. Well, thank I, you. I, I really appreciate. Thank I really you. appreciate that. Then, Just remember, it's kind of when Otis gets back together and starts doing shows and stuff. Central Florida, come take a show down here. We would love to see By you. By UCF, yeah. come rock out. Yeah, yeah. we, cute man. We we'd love to see anybody right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, anything yeah. to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. So kind of, kind of. I'll, I'll pose that question real quick to you guys. Is, do you guys still get that feeling? when you're about to go on stage, you know, and I said, I'll let both of you answer that one too. It's just what, like, you know, what's that feeling like, right. You know, the curtains getting, you know, like I said, the curtains getting ready to drop. It is time to go. I mean, how, how are we, how, what's going through the mind of Boone and Javier? I can tell you that every single time I've been on stage, I have been frightened. <laughs> Absolutely. Completely until the first drum goes off after that. It, it's automatic. I mean, I I was lucky enough that I had my best friend and drummer for nine years, you know, to my right side. So all I had to do was play the first note, look to my right, and I knew that everything was going to be fine. And uh, after that, you know, back in, you know, 2017, I was on stage since then twice for 30 seconds. And both times were, you know such a rush and it's crazy because like right now the the closest thing that i can get to like doing something like that now is when i do like my my videos like when i do the gear reviews and stuff like that and i've become such a perfectionist when it comes to it i, I do like 15 takes of the guitar solo just so I can make sure that it that my hand position is exactly the same, so that when people see it, they can say, "Okay, yo, he is the one playing that. He's not faking it." And, and just uh, you know, trying to figure out a, a different way to connect with people because now I'm not on stage anymore. I am on this side of the screen, and I don't see my audience. 
my audience is somewhere else on a phone, on a computer, somewhere, and I have to think that I'm connecting with them. So it's it's a uh, it, it's weird, and it still feels like 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 a rush. Like every time that I hit, you know, upload to one of the videos or something like that. Mm -hmm. I I would love to get back to uh, playing live. Right now it's not the right, definitely not the right time. No. <laughs> but uh, right now it's just not the right time. But e eventually, I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen, and I know that it's going to be it's going to be the same feeling. It it never goes away, man. When you love yeah. something, it's supposed to give you it's supposed to give you butterflies. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Let's get that. Part. <laughs> you get the butterflies, rock out with it. Yeah. <laughs> what about Boone? How about for you, man? How, how's that? Shit? They are just getting ready to go on stage with the guys. Man, I, I really, I really relate to, to what he said, man. And it's if it's something you love, it, it's going to make you feel that way every time. And it's always just take a second and uh, clear my mind and have some gratitude. Be like, man, these these people have came here. You know, they're. Here to here to be moved. They're here to here to hear you know hear some music and forget about their problems in the world. So you know I have to not think about you know having a flat tire on the van that day or think about I got to drive 600 miles after this show is over or whatever. You know you yeah. just you clear your mind and that's a that's your church and and you get up there and you you give the people you know the the best thing that that you know how to give them and you know definitely during during all this you know people are are. We, we call them family, you know, that the people that come out and, and see the shows, they, they check up on us. They really care. They they buy the merch. They they, you know, gave us money through PayPal. And it's just, man, it's just, it, it about it, awesome. it about bring you to tears, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's some great people out there in the world. And uh, we're I'm very thankful that we've got to got to we can move those people with uh, with the power of music. Well, you know, I'd love to hear that, too. You know, just they like said what you just said is just because that's when Javier mentioned too, he's like, when you meet your heroes, you know, it's like, you want them to be, you know, you want yeah. them to be what you imagine they are. And just you saying that right there is, this is what you want to hear from somebody that you're putting all your emotions into following them. So to have you to say how much this means, you know, like I said, this is what gets me through that 600 miles is knowing yeah. I have yeah. this love. It's yeah. not that there's this ego, like, uh, get this mileage down. I'm going to walk on stage. Everybody's going to love me. No, you're you're yeah. you're toiling. Even even the most like, and I hate using the term, but even the most like self centered self centered celebrity that you may find, when it comes to like being on stage and performing or something like that, being on stage is is a the, the best way to describe it. It's an open wound. It's it's a constant flow. It's it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're the one that stops it. You know, as long as there's people out there and they're feeding off of you, you don't you don't let it stop. And it it, it I'm telling you, it's it's a different feeling. Like it's I can only I mean I would love to have this same conversation with an athlete. And see how it translates to the way they feel for the four quarters that they're on the field or something like that. Because it's, you know, for 45 minutes, like, you know, you're the king of the world when it comes to being in a band. It's just such an amazing feeling. And, uh, yeah, dude, uh, like, that's what, like, you know, going back to the question that Austin asked me earlier, is like, there's no reason to quit playing music. There, there really isn't. 
it's hard it's difficult no the only the only reason why people quit is because it's really not what they want to do it's it's that simple you either want to do it or you don't want to do it yeah. now yeah. if you're up if you're up to it Maboon, you know you want to play us out sure man i'll, I'll come up with something yeah, I, I, from what you've done for the previous two, I, I have no doubt in you at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not even I have little complete bit. faith. <laughs> Awesome. Yay. Nice, nice, nice. That's so, uh, man, you know, go to the Otis band.com, you know, support these guys right now. I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, I agree completely. If you I guys buy the coffee, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get the, yeah, get the coffee. I mean, that's universal. You can send that, you know, pretty much anywhere, get that shipped to you. Just go support these guys. And absolutely. If you Boone, if you get this, if you're going to be down this way, once this chaos all ends, let us know. Oh, yeah. I'd love, I'd to, love to come see a show. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go. I'd love to go support you guys and come see a show because this, I've really enjoyed this one more, actually more than I, I've been actually thinking I was going to today. I mean, I knew I was, I was looking forward to it and this is really, for me, this is really been an eye opener that you know once again like said mark was right i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not too proud to admit, to admit this thing you know you said that, that twice right yeah we had we had yes. a lot of fun tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's that was just it it's just so this whole time you know it's just you know i i've got to get out of my own way here sometimes because i'm just like ah, i just don't think so i don't think so and just here it is you know that we we could have done this sooner had i not been so stubborn yeah so yeah, it's you know, so it's one Boone. I apologize, and Javier, I apologize for not having you on earlier. This is my fault. I mean, we've been, I've been here before. It's just this is the first time that we're talking. You know, music, talking shop. We're not talking sports. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't get to say that FSU still sucks this year. They suck. Give it up that. Oh. I'm gonna be PG yeah. thirteen. But a, but yeah, a little. But a little yeah. side note. A little side note, Mark. Um, first told us about Daniel Boone, um, Craig was like, do you know anything about music, Chris? I says, no, not really. This is my point exactly. <laughs> I said, well, I think we can work it out. We can work. He's like, okay, I'm not convinced, but we'll see. And you came on and played in the rock out tonight and played some yeah. amazing, amazing tracks. Yeah, was, that, that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't even, I'm just trying to think. What about the possibility of, like, if we have you guys back on, um, would you be able to bring on because I know there was was it one of your it was one of the guys in the band that was with you wasn't he that was there in the house on what, yeah. some of those videos oh yeah yeah that's yeah, uh, Steve Steve yeah yeah so I mean even if something like that you know we bring you back on you guys could do yeah it's just I mean that would be that would be cool you know do this again you know with you guys on the same camera and just have so I'm I'd be open to that because this just turn this it was, over to them oh, yeah this is a lot <laughs> of fun I mean I. I love getting. Let's just have Otis play, and you guys just sit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sit there and just, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just try to drink, drink some yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
I've been bring your lighter. Yeah, it, I don't have a lighter in here. It's cell phones now, but mine's being used for the camera. So it, yeah, it's gonna, exactly. I can't. <laughs> everybody's gonna get a little seasick as the camera's waving back and forth. Oh, we'll, we'll the ladder out here. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So, all right. Well, um, it's. I apologize about Javier. I'm trying to remember the the site for you there. Um, yeah, jp2guitar.com. Yes. Yeah. And the song, the song, uh, the single's called "Wasting Time." It comes out this Friday. It's going to be available on basically every single major uh, digital platform: uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, etc. It's going to be everywhere. I'm also going to upload a lyric video. COVID couldn't do the video because I wanted to do the video with with April, but it didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, dude, and I, I got a lot more stuff down the pipeline. It's just this this single, like I said, I mean, it. you, Austin, you heard the other stuff that, that I've yeah. made. This one's different. This one is, is different. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's uh, one of those things that it's like, I have to get this out there because because it's different. I have to mm -hmm. get it out there. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited about it. And April is super excited about it. I mean, this goes back to she recorded the vocals in March, right before this whole COVID thing happened. And, wow. you know, we've been sitting on it since because, uh, you know, life. So I'm I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. And uh, Boone, I'm so glad to meet you. It was awesome. Um, after this, I'm going to go to iTunes. I'm going to buy all your stuff because I yeah, love your voice. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's a, let, let's stay in touch, man. For yes. Sure. Yes. That's, that's cool. That's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what I know. That's, that's what I said. This is, this is the thing is bringing people together. It's, you know, D D93 WDNS go to that site too. You guys, um, they live stream right over the, so you go check that, listen to them. That show in the show, uh, that they've just, you just click on, and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get a quick link, you know, for the, the actual show that you're part of. But I was low, low down, ho down. Um, yeah, low Monday down. nights. Yeah, Monday and night so, at ten. Um, very, uh, very honored to uh, help Greg produce that show. Is like I said that that gave that gave me a, a great musical upbringing and education. So, Boone, Mark, you know, thank you again for, you know, persisting and forcing me, you know, to see, see the, the light. And Three I did. Times. I know, wow. I, I'm well, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, I'm willing to do it. I, I will do no, it. No, no, no one's wrong. It, it, it was a great, what, 75 minutes. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, just, hey, we just have to do this again. Stepping yeah. outside yeah. the box is good. Yeah. So mm -hmm. everybody, you know, appreciate the families, you know, Giving us your time, uh, you'll get back to what you're doing. But once again, Boone, I just, I love can't you as a friend of the you know the show announcer because you're I this was fantastic. I, I also wow. I got one, also I got one more thing. Um, if you say if you inbox Craig, your address will get you out some of uh, a beard oil sample and a sticker. Maybe you can throw it on a get card case or something. Hey, I'd, I'd love that, man. Yeah. yeah. And then I, we, I have to grow this thing again, man. I messed it up so bad. I had to. <laughs> I mean, did you see it? It was like down here. It was like, yeah. And then I tried trimming it. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What did I call? What did I call that the first time we saw? I think it was the so, beard starter kit. The half beard, yeah, yeah. And it was probably a little bit longer than this, man. And then it, I, I had it for a year. It was like it, it touched right here. 
And I was like, yeah. And I messed it up so bad. And I kept trying to fix it and fix it. It's like, it's, it's over. It's over. It's sinking ship. <laughs> just start it's over. sinking ship. Let's just start over. <laughs> so here we are, a month and a half, I think. There we go. So yes, I will get um, I will get that. So if you just want to just um, send that to me, and I'll get that. I'll have Kelly send you a sampler thing out there, so you can try that and see what you think. Right on on that beard oil. So everybody, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we will be in touch, and we are definitely. If everybody's up for it, I would love to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Do it anytime. All right, all right. sounds good, awesome. gentlemen. Have a great night. We will we will see you later on. Get ourselves prepped for round two in this tonight. Yep. So, <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Have a great evening. Thank you. This, ep this episode was brought to you by the aforementioned Brock's Beard Care. Premium beard oil made in Central Florida by Kelly Broad himself. He has an army of gnomes like Willy Wonka. And he's they sing songs to him and let him know what he has done wrong for the day and you know and what he should have learned. You're gonna get him in trouble. Time. So so <laughs> if by purchasing the three B blend, you're also gonna help him feed those gnomes because they are, you know, they gotta eat. I mean, otherwise you got I don't know, is it a PCA for no, I don't know. But they're gonna you're come gonna get over him in trouble, and, man. <laughs> yeah, they're they're at a can't, you know, they're he, 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 you can't lock them in little boxes. You got they got to have places to eat and sleep, you know, or else you get in trouble. So go to Kelly Brot, promote, <laughs> just support him, please. You know, it's like you know, make, make up for this this show that he has to deal with. I mean, when you put so, it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nanny Cakes, Nancy Burke. You know, go to Nanny Cakes four zero seven on Facebook or give her a call at four zero seven nine two three two eight nine eight. Central Florida area, you're going to save fifteen percent off by just mentioning that you might have come in contact with these three beardos right. and um, she'll give you a discount outside of the area. You're going to get amazing flavor of whatever arrives and right. we will personally autograph the spork. Mm -hmm. So I, I can <laughs> guarantee that. So it, we'll, we'll get that out to you. So once, once again, go to three beards podcast. We are on all the socials. Go check us out. Patreon.com forward slash three beards podcast. You can become one with the beardos. We'll love you for it. I promise. Go once again, Boone, Froggett, and the band Otis. Check them out. Javier Perez, JP2. Go check out the new single dropping this Friday. We appreciate you guys. Love it. We will see you later. Everybody have a great night. Thank you. All right. All right.